You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. That's me. I'm Alicia Watson, and I am so hoarse today. (laughs) I'm feeling fine. I'm not sick or anything. Um, Just, I don't know. I just have a hoarse voice, but that's not going to stop the show. I'm going to continue on and record this episode because I feel like what I have to say today is nice and practical and a good reminder for people on something to revisit especially for myself from time to time. So if you're like me, sometimes you get into a mood and a bad mood at that. Um, Sometimes that mood compounds and it has a domino effect where a bad moment can turn into a bad day. Um, You get cut off in traffic. You get bad service in the line at the coffee shop. Someone calls you with bad news or someone catches the attitude with you that you love and you don't feel like you deserved it and you can replay those things over and over and over again and that bad mood compounds and compounds and compounds until you find yourself feeling very unproductive harboring negative feelings and grudges towards people um, having negative thoughts about yourself and then just about a life in general and I find those things very very distracting if you know me you know that I honor feelings I do not believe that everyone needs to be positive or happy or happy-go-lucky all the time but I do believe that you need a balance because you don't need to be negative all the time either I think having a balance on one side or the other produces a life that is inauthentic to your feelings and your emotions and your true personality. If you're always happy and you deny everything that negatively happens, then one day I think those feelings come out in a way that you may not be able to suppress. Like they kind of explode because you have suppressed them for so long, but they are natural, they are human, and you have to find ways to healthily let out your anger or frustration or your incense towards people instead of just sweeping them under the rug. And conversely, on the other side of that, if you're always harboring negative emotions and negative feelings and you can't see the positive in life, then it's very hard to be around you. It's very hard to be able to move into a space where you can feel some form of success in life because those negative feelings are always going to cause you to doubt yourself, doubt others, doubt everything that's going on around you. So again, I believe that there needs to be a balance. So for me, I'm more of a person who believes that I have a bent towards positivity. Like I won't be completely in the middle with my balance. I'm going to lean more towards the positive side of it because positivity helps me to do better in life in general, just to treat people better, to treat myself better, to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish and to um, be the type of person that I want to be. So sometimes when I get into a mood, 
I like to change my mindset to quickly convert myself back into a space of what I want to feel. A reality check, if you will, because ultimately the thing that gets me into the mood has very little importance in the greater scheme of things, much less importance than I often give it. And if I don't check that emotion, it can start to snowball into something that it doesn't need to snowball into. And I oftentimes expect that to happen because I know that it is distracting for me. And I know that distraction is one of the ways that the enemy attacks me and keeps me from doing my purpose in the lives of others. Like I said, optimism is my superpower. I have an ability to see the brighter side of things and to keep a sunny perspective in a lot of situations. I have more of a a threshold for things happening before they get to me, but I've realized lately that that threshold has been decreasing <laughs> a lot. Um, and so I know that I have to work on getting back towards what my level of balance is because I know that my personal mission and platform is in spreading hope. Uh, through my businesses, I spread hope in and through media. I spread hope through this platform. Um, I spread the hope of Jesus Christ. And a part of that is helping people to shift their mindsets to one of hope and faith. But if I myself don't always possess hope and faith, it's harder to help other people to see it because I'm not going to be a voice that's different than the voice that they already have playing in their head. And I know that's a part of my my own purpose. So yeah, I know that that's an area that I am attacked in the most. The enemy is somewhere always trying to snatch my joy, trying to change my mood, trying to make me upset, trying to make me doubt myself or cause dissension in my relationships and drama with others and even in my relationship with myself. Over time though, I've learned that there are some different methods of shifting my mood and it helps me to get back on track and I exercise these things often so I wanted to share these things with you today because today is one of those days that I found myself in a bad mood and I had to shift out of it to avoid going down this slippery slope of just having a negative downtrodden day so maybe you're like me and you're smiling through it literally that's the first thing I do when I'm in a bad mood and I want to snap out of it I smile it sounds weird, but the act of smiling does shift our mood and it's scientific. Um, smiling creates a chemical reaction in your brain. It releases certain hormones, including dopamine and serotonin. And if you know anything about dopamine, it's the hormone that increases our feelings of happiness. And serotonin is associated with reduced stress. And when you have low levels of dopamine and serotonin, you're more prone to depression and aggression. And sometimes, especially as women, when our hormones get off balance, you have to really be active and proactive with getting those things back together. And smiling is one of the simplest ways to kind of start that chain reaction. So sometimes I will just smile. I will sit there and look weird, just smiling. I might go look in the mirror and smile at myself, but eventually if I do it for long enough, oddly enough, it actually starts to have the effect that I want it to have. So that's the first method, just smile. The next way that I tend to lift my mood is to put on some good music. 
it's funny the effect that music has on you, especially when it's like, for me, I really like 90s, 2000s hip hop and R&B because those are like the genres that I listened to most when I was younger and coming up. And it just really has really good memories attached to it. It's really good music that we really liked when I was with my friends and with my family. And that in and of itself, those memories helped me to smile and be in a better mood. Maybe there's people that were in my life that aren't in my life now, like um, aunts and uncles that have passed away that listening to that music brings those memories of them and I can see them dancing and having a good time. And it just lifts my mood and takes me back to that place and gets me out of that mindset of whatever negative is happening in the moment. I also like to listen to worship music. It gets me refocused on what the Lord has said, his promises and his promises to us like worship and gospel music, whether you're listening to CCM, um, where it's kind of more God focused, where we're talking about his sovereignty, his power, his abilities. And then gospel is more like his promises towards us either or really helps me to get in a better mood. And of course, the crossover between both of those is Christian hip hop, which I really enjoy. And to me, it's almost like a sermon to a beat. And that also helps me to get in a better space mentally by just listening to music. And while I'm listening to things, another way that I lift my mood is to listen to comedy stations. My choice is like comedy stations on Pandora, but you can go on, you know, Netflix. You can listen to your favorite comedian on YouTube or go directly to their pages. Like I like watching Kev on stage or Tony Baker. His voiceovers get me through sometimes because... I love anything with the cats or the seals or the alligators that he does voiceovers for because it's hilarious. And I usually will watch, you know, maybe like five to 10 videos in a row and find myself just cracking up, laughing uncontrollably. And before I know it, I'm not in a bad mood anymore. Um, when I was at work, when I used to work for the government, when I would have a bad day, I would just listen all day to the comedy station on Pandora because that's what I could listen to at work. And it was just, it was, it helped lift my mood. It helped me really, really just not focus on what was going on around me, but really just gave me some escape from what was causing me to be frustrated and upset. And it, you know, in a way probably saved my job a lot of days because I was in a better mood. I didn't snap or pop off and say the things that I might have wanted to say. So um, that's another great way to just really um, detach from whatever is frustrating you or to just lift your mood. It has the same effect as smiling and producing that dopamine and serotonin releases within you. And I think it's just a really great way to boost your joy and happiness within the day. Another way that I really, really enjoy, and it's got like double benefits, is to get out and take a walk, especially when there's sunshine. Um, I talk about it every single week because I'm a spring, summer loving person. And when the sun is out, there is just so much joy that I get from just letting the vitamin D soak into my skin or just seeing the brightness um, of the day, the blue skies, the green trees, that just really does something for my mood. And so sometimes if I'm having a bad day or if I've had a bad moment, I will take the time to stop and 
go outside and just sit or walk or just be out in the elements to take that break and detach, disconnect from what it is that's causing me um, the turmoil or the stress. And it is really effective. The fresh air helps me. Um, the breeze that you know blows over my hair and in my skin, it really, really does give me a break from whatever it is that is distracting me for the day. And the second benefit is that I can get steps in and burn some calories and really help my cardiovascular health because walking is good for you. So there's a double benefit to actually getting out and walking in the sun, in the warmth. And the walking also releases endorphins that help you feel good as well. The next method I use is to just get around like-minded people. Um, sometimes you can get so wrapped up in whatever you're thinking, this feedback loop within your mind that just pushes one negative thought after the other that you need to just kind of take a break from yourself. And the way that I do that is to just kind of inundate myself with the positivity. So I call up the friend that I know has a great attitude and a great perspective. And I don't dump on them. I might dump on them. I might vent a little bit, but I know I'm going to get the encouragement and um, truth that I want to hear the perspective that I might not be able to see right at the moment but they help lift me up from the deep darkness that I might be in and I'm thankful to have so many people like that in my life um, when they're not available or if I feel like I don't want to have them do that emotional labor for me I will go to YouTube and I will find something motivational to listen to or to watch based on whatever it is that is causing me the stress so if I'm comparing myself to people on the internet, then I might watch videos on why you shouldn't compare yourself to people on the internet because there's nothing that is new to man. There's nothing that's new under the sun. Even my podcast is as popular as it is because there are lots of people like me. And so with that knowledge, I know that if I'm feeling something, someone else has felt something. And thankfully we have all of these methods of communication where people have pondered this, who give great advice or great perspective or just connection to let you know that you're not the only one who might be feeling self-doubt, who might be feeling um, upset about something who might have experienced betrayal or who might feel foolish or stuck or left behind or whatever you're feeling in the moment that you want to snap out of those people may have created some form of content to help you to get a shift in your perspective as well where you don't have to stay in this state of mind if you go out and seek the information or seek the camaraderie or the connection with people who are who are going through it or who have been through it. Another way is that I look up sermons. I like to look up sermons on these topics too, because I also want a godly perspective. There's like biblical wisdom that I can garner from it or someone's perspective from um, what the spirit has told them. Then that's also helpful for me because that's something that I can also put in my back pocket. Um, scriptures that I can memorize to remind myself when this feeling inevitably comes again. Along that same line, I read the Bible. <laughs> Reading the Bible and meditating on scripture is so key. You know, recalling those promises of God, recalling that advice from the people who wrote the books of the Bible from the Holy Spirit is so helpful in adjusting your mood based on the things that are inevitably going to happen in life. 
Like one of my favorite scriptures is, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise as Philippians 4, 8 in the New Living Translation. And that scripture is so like straight to the point and it tells you like exactly what I'm telling you. I am working on fixing my mind changing my own mind, changing my mindset, because there is no value truly in worrying and stressing. It is dangerous to you mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally to ponder constantly on things that you cannot control, on people that you cannot control, or even when you cannot control yourself. If you haven't put in the work to change the things about yourself that are causing you to do the things that aren't bringing about the positive changes that you want to see in your life and in yourself. I also go through my past journals. I'm a journaler, I'm an avid journaler. I've been writing in journals. I have journals back to like 2004 and it is so empowering. It's so amazing. It's so encouraging to go back through my journals and see where God has come through, to see where I have grown, to see the things that I wanted that have come to fruition and to see the things that I wanted or that I thought I wanted that I realized were not the best for me. And that hindsight is 2020. I see where I was hoping for things and those things came to pass. I see where I was struggling through things and those things are no longer a struggle for me. And it gives me hope that whatever I'm walking through currently, if I can't see a way through, that at some point I didn't see a way through, but history tells me I got through. And being able to go back and look at those times and see where I was and know through the life that I've lived <laughs> that Oh man, I, that was something that really stressed me out and it's no longer an issue. Gives me faith and gives me hope that the things that are stressing me and worrying me now or frustrating me now can no longer be an issue for me in the future too. I also do the work um, and that is, I'm a person who makes lists and I like to do little things and build up to big things to make myself feel as though I am progressing and making progress. I think when you do, if you can check anything off of your list for the day, even if you're in a bad mood, don't let that mood suck your productivity away. Don't let it take you into this negative space where you believe who you are is based on what you do or don't do, right? But instead, look within, find the part of your identity that you want to augment, that you want to really amplify and dig deep and do something for that day um, to boost your confidence and to remind yourself that you are not what you're feeling. It's just a feeling. But who you are inherently is ultimately valuable and worthy and capable. And even through this thing, you can get things done and especially with not and especially doing it not in your own strength right you can do all things through christ who strengthens you so even as you're doing the work augment your faith by calling on christ to give you the strength to do whatever you need to do through the despair and the hopelessness that you're feeling in the moment okay so next you can be a blessing to someone else i find this is one of my favorite ways 
to uplift my own spirits because it takes the focus off of me. Sometimes I can be so self-absorbed and I think we all can be. I'm not just calling myself out on this. We can all really be self-absorbed and absorbed in our own lives that whatever problems we have seem so big. But in the greater scheme of things, there are people who are really dealing with some things that we can actually help them with even from our space of struggle and from our space of, of pain or our space of frustration. And when we actually get outside of ourselves and do that for them, it, it changes something within ourselves, right? It, it makes us feel better, not just about our situation, but about the impact that we can have in spite of it. Because nothing is perfect, no one is perfect. And if we're waiting on things to be perfect before we can make moves, before we can help people, before we can serve people, before we can live out our dreams and our purposes, then we will forever be in this loop of negativity, this loop of being frustrated with the life that we have and the things that we've been given. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case with us. There is so much glory that God gets out of our lives being imperfect, out of us being imperfect, that if we don't stop to work through that imperfection, work within that imperfection, that we don't see how our lives can bring him glory. We are not qualified. He qualifies us. We don't have to do it for ourselves. And the last thing I'll say is to allow yourself to hope again. Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. That's the definition. In Proverbs 13, 12, in the New Living Translation, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, I've witnessed the sadness and despair of seeing no light at the end of the tunnel. I felt that in some situations. A lot of us have walked through the feelings of being stuck, of being unable to change, unable to progress, unable to hope within ourselves and with other people. Um, and sometimes when I walk through those seasons with people, I'm able to lend my faith. But other times, like I feel like I'm kind of coming out of this kind of seasons that sometimes our bad experiences snatch away our hope and out of an abundance of caution and let's be real fear and a desire to protect ourselves. We start to see things so negatively so that we won't be hurt or disappointed when they don't turn out the way that we had hoped they would because we had hope. And then things didn't turn out. And so it becomes dangerous for us to hope again. Because of this, we play small. We have low expectations of ourselves and others. We don't dream big. We don't aim high. We don't do a lot of the things that we would want to do because we're afraid to hope. Because if we hope, we might get hurt again. And we don't want to feel that hurt anymore. But looking at Proverbs 13, 12, that lack of hope is making our hearts sick. It keeps us sad and in that very space of despair that we're trying to escape, that we're trying to not bring upon ourselves, that hopelessness brings it upon us anyway. It's not for us to put off hope until we're certain that things are safe. That's where faith comes in. You know, faith gives legs to hope. Faith gives some meat <laughs> to the hope bones, right? It fills out that hope that we have. It's The hope is something that we are expecting and that we want to happen. And the faith is the complete trust and confidence in something and someone. 
Hebrews 11.1 1 in the New Living Translation says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith reminds me to put my trust in God. I always say that my life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 because it's just really very clear and very simple, but very true. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. When I'm in a mood, it's because I'm not trusting. I'm worried and frustrated. I'm trying to control outcomes. I'm trying to control people. I'm trying to control my day. But even within the bad days, I can trust that God has a reason for it or God has a lesson to come out of it or God is in control of it like nothing is escaping him. He is sovereign. He is sovereign. I think of the story of Esther. I'm actually writing one of my devotionals on the book of Esther and doing this deep dive study. It is just so apparent, the sovereignty of God. And there are so many times within that story where the chips are down, like it just feels so impossible, the things that they are to expect, the fear that they have. But all the while, God is working in the background, working things together, putting things in motion and putting them in a holding pattern until the appointed time. That's what he does with our lives. Sometimes we want to see everything be right all the time. A lot of times we feel as if things going wrong means that everything is wrong. But who's to say he can't use the things that go wrong toward the blessings that he has in store for us? He controls the moment and he controls the future. So with faith and trust and hope, we have so much more peace, right? We have that contentment that Paul talks about, whether he's abased or abound, whether he has a lot or a little, he has a peace that is unshakable. And when I am at that kind of peace, it helps me smile through everything, knowing that God is at work. And I, as his child, I have nothing to worry about. And so I don't have to stay in this downtrodden space. So if nothing else, I resolve to smile through it because by that small act, I can start pushing the snowball back in the right direction. And eventually I will get back to that space of contentment and peace and get back on track and get back in motion to do the things that I know that I've been called to do with joy and compassion, grace and mercy. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope that you find these methods useful. Um, even if they're just a reminder, I hope that it hits right on time for you. If you have any methods that you use to boost your mood, I would love to hear about them. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson, leave me a DM or a comment and tell me what you're doing to stay in a positive mindset that keeps your mood up and yourself productive or your heart content. If you've enjoyed this episode or any, maybe you're like me episode, I would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to find podcasts. And if you know anybody that's like us, please share this episode with them or the podcast as a whole with them so that they can know that they're not alone, that they are connected to. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. I pray that you have a blessed week. Okay. Bye.